We spoke about rachamim, rachmanas, to have compassion on your fellow and specifically to have compassion on your neshama. Nebuch, what your neshama is going through, that part, that part of God above that dwells in the dark and gloomy body, the body that is liable to contract impurity by indulging in prohibited things and to become defiled by the various lusts, even if they're permitted, but they're from klipat noga, from what we call the gray, um, the things that have potential to be good, but we ate them or indulged in them for the wrong reasons. And that compassion brings back and brings forward incredible light. And he says like this, it's well known, and we spoke about this extensively, in chapter 14 of the first section and in the introduction to part two, that there are two types of awe and two types of love of Hashem. The first ones are born out of an understanding and cognition of Hashem's greatness by meditating on matters that lead to love and fear of Hashem, such as His closeness for the Jewish people. The other types of love and awe are a gift from above, After someone acquires a love and fear as a result of their own contemplation, they are then granted from above a heightened measure. Hashem literally gives us a gift. Now you can definitely not compare the lower levels that are things that we could attain by ourselves to what Hashem gives us as a gift. And it is therefore that these higher gifts, higher love and higher awe, are called truth, emet. For the seal of the Holy One, blessed be He, is truth, says the Talmud. Hashem is the true truth. And all truths compared to that truth is nothing. So since Hashem is absolute truth, the love and the fear that emanate from Him are deemed truth as well. But how can somebody achieve that level of truth, even as a gift? You didn't show up with all your truth. Your truth is subjective. It is by arousing great compassion in Hashem's eyes for the spark in our soul. This deep compassion causes the truth of God to flow to this lowly dark world. However, this arousal of Hashem's great compassion also needs to be done in truth. But even when it is true in mortal terms, in mortal, in mortal terms, how can one arouse supernal compassion from the truth of God? It still doesn't answer it. It helps us understand a bit that you have compassion, but how can you activate such a level of truth? And he says, Staka, by showing compassion to someone who has nothing to revive the spirit of the people who are feeling low. And this causes an arousal from above, and Hashem sends His compassion. And that allows our energies to emerge and to cleave into one. And this is why you see the expression, Hashem, or we, sow charities, S-O-W. We're sowing it in the ground. Because literally, through the charity that we do, 
we cause a growth of incredible truth, and that's the truth of Hashem. Hashem's love and Hashem's awe that He gives us as a gift. And especially when we do acts of charity for the benefit of the Holy Land, where it says in the verse, truth shall sprout forth from the land in Tehillim. And the land alludes to the land of Israel. Through sowing charity in it, and kindness and compassion for those that are living there, we bring down Hashem's compassion on us. Each letter, a different perspective on one idea, and that is helping a Jew. Helping another Jew. That's what it boils down to. I remember I was talking once to a rabbi, and we were talking about, like, you know, there's different ways of approaching a Jew and bringing them to Yiddishkeit. So if you had five minutes with a Jew, what would you do? Some people would get into a debate whether God exists. Some people would sit down and study a piece of Talmud with the person. Some people would get the person to do a meditation. And I suggested to this rabbi that I would put on tefillin with this person. And this rabbi smiled at me and said, no. I would give him a bagel to eat, and if there's still enough time, I'll put on tefillin with him. But first, I got to do chesed. <laughs>